We're getting started. Yesterday's daf was daf lamed base. Today's daf lamed gimel. We're going to do a review of yesterday's daf and get to today's. What did we learn in yesterday's daf? And we are starting at um, Rav Abba Barmamo. Yes, we're learning. We're learning Lilu Nishmas from Abashmo Shimon. May her neshama have nalia and Daniel Benet Baruch Ben Yudaleib Ve'Emi. May his neshama have nalia and also Naftali Yosef Ben Chaim Nisan Alevi. May his neshama have nalia. So we are up to for Shlema to all who need it, all the people who need it, people here included. Okay. Thank you very much. Amen. Amen. All right. So we are at the two dots. I think at the first white line on Daf Lamed Aleph Amid Beis, and uh, we're talking about the case. I think that is that where we are, or a little bit about Memel. I don't know which one. There's two of them. Um, The first uh, Memel, I think. First one? Oh, so it's uh, the one, right, the first case, right. So uh, I'm sorry, it's a little bit up on that, right. So Rabbi Abba Mamamal says a very interesting circumstance that can occur when you have two Yovos. So basically, you have two houses that were Bate Arichoma houses, and uh, you sold both of them. And the first one was sold on the 15th of Adar Rishon, second one was sold on Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheni. And basically, it's going to come next year. It's going to be only one Ador. And uh, the first, the second one's um, year is going to be up at Rosh Chodesh Ador. Because there is only one Ador. And the next one is only going to be up on 15 days, third, 15 days later. So it's like basically an extra month. So what's up with that? Gemara's bothered by that is that why can't the guy say that, hey, I... <laughs> I, I've been uh, living in my house for an extra month, and you know, before you even, uh, before you even, and using the house. Um, so the Gemara answers is that that's not a difficulty. The the pshat is is that you when you deal with ibor, you deal with ibor. So you basically have the extra month in your year. Your year is a thirteenth month year, thirteenth month year. My year is ultimately a twelve month year, because from Rosh Chodesh Adasheni till the next one is only twelve months. And now the Rishon, you're already in the. Um, you're already mm-hmm. in the Adar Rishon world that has an extra Adar, so you're, you have to deal with it. And the same halacha also applies by two sheep, okay? That are, uh, one's on the 15th of Adar Rishon, the second one is on the Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheni. And the year, as we know, uh, when it comes to lambs, there's halachas, some lambs need to be within the first year, not, old, not in the second year, it's all, and it's very relevant. <laughs> Bottom line is, the first one's year is going to be up a month later than... Then it's uh, then the younger one that's 15 months, uh, uh, 15 days later, but, uh, uh, 15 days later, even though it was born 15 days before. It's crazy. So, I mean, it's been eating grass long before that one's still uh, not even, not even uh, you know, much younger. So the Gemara says, nevertheless, that's the system. It works because uh, you're in the Eber year and you're not in the Eber year. And that's really the pshat. So the Gemara says... Why do we need to really, what does Rav Barmam need to teach us this halacha twice? So the Gemara says, um, you might think that the first din of Badr Choma, it says to Mima, so it's Marbe that we include the, uh, the Ibor Yar. But uh, when it comes to that din of uh, the sheep, of the lambs, maybe it doesn't work that way. So maybe they can't learn one from another. So that's the, that's the difference. Okay, so then we got into Rebbe's opinion. Rebbe's opinion is that what it means, Shona Tamima, 
it means actually a solar year. So it includes the extra um, days, 11 days, that a solar year has over a, um, over a lunar, a typical lunar year. And it's always 365 days. So it pretty much goes by the secular calendar, more or less, basically. Um, now, uh, the Chachamim uh, say that that's not the way it works. Okay, it goes by 12 months and whatever, whatever ends up for that. So what if it... Um, so the yeah, Lacha is according to 12 months, I presume, right? And not, and not the 365. That's what you're assuming? Why? Assuming, I don't why, know. Why do you jump to that conclusion? On what basis do you Because everybody, everybody discussed the whole thing with discuss of the sheep and everything else. And so for that reason, I would say that should be applied too. I'm, I'm not sure. Is that the guy that... That is what it seems, yes. Yeah, okay. That is and what yeah, it seems. Maybe. That in Psaq HaLoch, it seems that we follow yeah. the Chachamim yeah. and the years change, yes. Yeah, okay. Because it will be more complicated too if you go about 365. No, there are many halachas that do I go know, by 365. That is yeah. for sure. Yeah. So. All right. So next thing we talk about is what if the 12 months are up, he didn't redeem it, it's completely lost to the buyer. The buyer gets to keep it, and you don't have any buyback option after the first year. And it says for the word litzmisos, that means it's, mm-hmm. it's with a finality. Now, we did say that the word smisos is like an extra expression, and that's to tell you that even gifting works that way as well. Um, what's the and that's because smisus is like a double expression. Samis could have just said samis and smisus. That means that even gifting works that way, and it's also gifted permanently. Um, so this was said over to Rapapa. This seems not like Rameir because Rameir holds that matana is not a mecher. You can't. They're, they're a gifting. The whole law of sales doesn't apply by gifts, and that's very interesting. Um, where Rameir says this and it doesn't, it doesn't really fit in uh, basically so uh, in other words the idea of having um, it being lost by, uh, by Yovel whatever all those things it doesn't happen by a gift according to Rameir keep it as a Yovel the, the, yeah. the guy gets yeah. it keeps he keeps it even after Yovel Yovel doesn't yeah. only, only a does, hard to refund somebody and give a gift Right, what do you refund it with? <laughs> exactly, it's like, how do you refund it to, to make it, whatever. But even, even so, it could have been a temporary gift, but according yeah. to Rameir, that's not the way it works. Matan is not Kamecha. So our Papa says, maybe you could fit Rameir in, maybe here, because it says Smisos, even he'll agree that gifts are the same. So the, so the rabbi said it over our Papa, either him or Afunabri, or Rabishuot, or I said to our Papa, but by Yovel, when it talks about Yovel Toshuvu, and it's Mar, even Matana, even a gift, it goes back, and Rameir says, not true, even though there is an extra word. So it's clearly, clearly even with the drushes, Rameir denies that, 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 that the matanas work that way. So clearly our mission is indeed not going like Rameir, and that seems to be what, what carries the day. Next we talk about is an interesting case. We talked so far only about sales in the Mishnah of Abadir Echoma. What about a hegdish of Abadir Echoma? What happens then? So you can always redeem it out of hegdish. And there is no year, once the year's up, it's over. Okay, like we find by a sale. Uh, what if somebody else buys it off of Hegdish? can happen at any point in time. So then his year starts from the moment that he bought it. And once he owned it for a year, then it's his forever. You understand? And because uh, it says in the Pasuk, Lakone also. It doesn't say who he bought it from. Even if he bought it off of Hegdish, 
Now, why doesn't Hegdish get it forever? I mean, once it's in hand of Hegdish for 12 months, maybe that should also qualify that, he, that the Hegdish should own it forever. The answer is, is that um, it says Lidorosov. It should be his for his generations. That already proves that we're not talking about. <laughs> There's no generations. Hegdish doesn't have generations. No kids, no nothing. So anyway, the point is, is that uh, the, that clearly is talking about individuals, not Hegdish property. Okay. Um, now, what is that? The extra line, lo yitzbiyovel. It's kind of superfluous, right? It stays in his hand, Lidorosov, lo yitzbiyovel. Extra line, right? It doesn't mean that once we say it's his forever, is that automatically things not for Yovel? So Gemara says, it's coming to tell you that if you sell a house in a Batyari Choma, and, and then within the year, you sold it six months before Yovel, and then the Yovel comes within the six months, maybe that automatically gives it back to you as the seller. That's uh, because Yovel gives you back your field, your Steachusa, maybe it'll give you Batyari Choma also, if it's within the year. You're right, after the year it's his forever. But once it's within the year, maybe it could, should come back to you. That it doesn't work that way. Lo yates by Yovel. Yovel has no effect on Batir Choma, basically, is really what we're saying. Took us to the next Mishnah. We said that originally, uh, the, uh, the, I mean, people were uh, trying to <coughs> subvert the law, and they knew that if the guy gives him the money on the last day, then, it's, then he gets it back. And they're trying to avoid that, so they made themselves scarce on the last day so that the guy couldn't find them to give back the money. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hillel, recognizing this as a problem, he made a takana that you don't have to give it to the guy himself. You can bring it to the temple, give the money, mm-hmm. provide the money to the temple. He has to come up with the money, but once he comes up with the money, it's, uh, it's good. We're good to go. And, um, and, it's they, and, and, and they, they, they'll, they'll hold on to the money. And then he just could walk into the house. He breaks down the door, puts on new locks, and back, and it's his house again. And the other guy, when he's, you know, realizes that his trick didn't work, <laughs> he might come back, back. He gets his money. But the point being is, is that we'll hold on to the money for him. But that's the system, and that's what we do. Um, says Rava, this takana of Hillel seems to indicate a very interesting kiddush, very interesting kiddush, which is relevant in many areas of halacha. So in this case. Person says to his wife, here's a get, but there's a condition on this get. The, the condition is, I want my money, I want two, 200 zuz. That's the, that's the deal. I'll give you the get on the condition, you give me the 200 zuz. And then she comes up to give him the 200 zuz, and if he's willingly accepting it, so then, okay, the, the get is good. If he's like refusing to accept it, it's not working. He can't, you can't make him accept it, because that seems to be what Hillel's Takana is trying to cover for. Only because of Hillel that says that you can't force the guy to accept it, but we're going to make it work by Besden accepting it. Sounds like that in general for a forcing accept, a forced acceptance is not considered an acceptance. That seems to be the situation. It's strange that she's like paying her own get her super back to get out of the relationship. I mean, two hundred is, is usually the amount of the it's exactly right. right. Why did he pick two hundred? Says you wonder what is it? Where did he get that number from? <laughs> okay, so now you're saying maybe he got it because he just doesn't want to have to pay the, and and the actual reality is, I mean, um, if the woman wants the divorce, if she's pushing for the divorce, then she gives typically, up. Typically, she gives she up. She, she gives up that yeah, right. That is the that is really the practical reality. So in other words, a lot of times that there's a get circumstance and. 
I mean, I deal with this. You do it all Unfortunately, time. right? I deal with this. And uh, then they wake up and say, you know, we want the money from the Ksuva. And then, like, wait a second, that wasn't the, you know. But Who's making the claim? The, the woman? The woman. Oh, Usually, sorry. the truth is, practically, there's a civil that's pre-established. Yeah. And they right. figure out, and they fought civil it out. Agreement, right? and, and, of course, not, nobody has the money, only the lawyers, and everyone else has nothing. <laughs> that's usually what happens. First, they clean out, they ask, See, all the lawyers ask, how much money do you have? Then they charge, right. Then they charge commensurately. And then it's like, okay, you know, there's no fight anymore because there's no more money. So there you go. Settles. And that's how, that's how the system pretty much works. But, uh, so it's not a coincidence that he chooses. Yes, he was asking that amount. And the practical reality is, is that if she's wanting to get, she can forfeit her rights to that money. If that's, you know, that's part of the negotiation, if that's what it's going to take. And that's exactly what the circumstances here. And the bottom line is, that diok of Rafa, Rapapa says, is actually not true. And, the re- and either Rapapa or Shim Barashi said, why is that wrong? Because we don't see Hill doing that. What Hill was doing is providing a means of giving when somebody is not there. Didn't talk about what happens if he's there. Can you force give him or not? Maybe you could. Doesn't prove anything. Yeah. What's your question? And the husband, on the other hand, he can force to get on her if she wants to or not. He can throw it in her domain. That is correct. That's it. So it's min ha- min ha- Torah. We don't, we don't min allow Torah. that nowadays. Nowadays you can't. You have to put it in her hand. You know? She has to accept it. She and she has to accept it. Right. Enuta Kanada maybe. But it's not... Yeah. Anyway, so the bottom line is, so the the proof is not a good proof, says uh, uh, says the Gemara. Then that's version A. Version B is Rabbi said exact an exact opposite deal. He said that the Takana of Hillel indicates that the only thing that he was worried about was because he's not there. But if he would be there, there would be no problem of just forcing him to accept the money. So that shows that in a get circumstance also, the wife comes up with the money, she could just throw the money at him, say, I gave you the money, I fulfilled the condition, the kid's a good get, and I'm done. And that is what we, that's what we said. Um, he has to arrange for the get, though, to be written and get Yes, but he gave she it. Came the he gave, no, he gave the get, oh, he gave and the he get. made a condition. Uh-huh. She's throwing, giving the money the to condition. him. She fulfilled, this is called fulfilling the condition, because uh-huh. you gave it to him, the money. I, he's like, I don't want to accept it. You know, he puts his, yeah. in, you know, like when you're trying to, you know, kids are fighting, the guy doesn't want it. And <laughs> yeah. Trying it's to like twist out of it. It's like children. Right? It is like children. It's so, exactly it's like children, <laughs> doesn't it? Right. Because Don't give yourself. Been to a family court to right. It's exactly oh, yeah, like right. children. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so throwing the money at him and it drops to the floor. It's still considered. That's what he's the deer. That, that's the deer. On that, the Gemara says it's not necessarily a deer that direction either. So the point is, we don't have any proof in either way. And the reason why is because maybe the the prop, What Hill was addressing was what the problem was that the guy made himself disappear. He was he was not there. So that's what he said. That was what he needed to fix. But the the once the person was there. He would he would accept the money, so therefore there was no need to account. If well, maybe he play the same game too. Whatever you don't know. The point being is, is that there's no proof, and that's really what the bottom line is on that. Okay. Whether you're gifting, so it remains to be seen whether you can give somebody something and he will accept it regard and it's considered his regardless is a discussion that's not clear from this halacha. Yeah. Bottom line brings us to the new Mishnah. We said that anything that's within the wall, that's called a batayarachoma, the only thing that's an exception to that is a field that's within the wall. An open field that's in the walled city doesn't qualify as batayarachoma, and it doesn't have the laws of batayarachoma. It's a din of a field. We'll see what status it has. Rabbi Meir says even fields are included. 
a house that's built into the wall is also machlokas. Rebuda says it's not about the Rechom. Rebbe Shimon says it is, uh, the outer wall is the wall. And therefore it is about the Rechom. So first things first, the Gemara wanted to know, when it said house, that maybe is the only house. How do you know that the press, the oil press house or, or chamber, or the bathhouse, or uh, tower, you know, the lookout tower, or the, or the chicken coops, or even caverns, caves, stuff they're like called that. Bat- batim? Are they batim? called batim? What? Are they called houses? They all qualify as a batim. That's what we're saying. And that's why it says, asher ba'ir. Sounds like anything in the city, not necessarily a typical house structure. It doesn't need to be living quarters. It's not that. It's it just a... Right. That's structure what really it's more all, like a structure, then. Right. But then, anyway, right. listen, we'll see. Well, it's, it's, there's two sides of here. So that's, uh, that is included. What is not included is only field that's excluded because it says bias. So bias just excludes what's most not like house, which is basically a field. Now, that's Rabbi Hudashit. The Rabbi Meir says even fields are included. Okay? Now, and what? So the Gemara says, but what about the fact that it says bias according to Rabbi Meir? He has to deal with that too. So the answer is you're right. The truth is even Rabbi Meir would say that a real straight up field that you plant and grow things on, that will not work like a house. But any other function, even if it's not even a structure, would qualify as a house in this regard, and that's coming to include a quarry. Even a quarry, which is not a house that in, in any, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not a field that you could grow things on. And therefore, it's a, the, the thing that's excluded is what's, is, is like, you know, completely different function like a field, but a quarry or a, you know, place where they the person has sand that he, you know, whatever, a mining place, those things do qualify as a bias in, in Rabbi Meir's opinion. And in fact, that is what the Bryce says very explicitly. Rabbi Meir holds it's the same as a house, Rabbi Meir holds it's the same as a field. Question on how you look at it, but that's the story. Now, the house in the wall is a machlokas, Rabbi Yudha and Rabbi Shimon. So Rabbi Yochanan says they're actually both deriving it from the same from the same uh, from the same verse, which is, of course is the verse of Rachav Hazona. Um, it's interesting. Somebody mentioned last night, and I found this fascinating, that uh, that in the walled cities, that is typical that the that the prostitutes would be, be the, would be on the wall. So that because there's people coming in, that, yeah, yeah uh, because it's the one in Germany that a famous one in Nuremberg or something like that. I had no idea. It wasn't famous to me. But the point being <laughs> is that that was. That's, uh, with, that's, with, a, that's a real thing. With, with an so entrance the from the outside? Well, you know, whatever. Any, any yeah. type of activity that you need people coming from. Well, listen, business is business. Whatever, and that's the story. But I understand. So there would, be a, there would be an entrance from the outside through the wall? Yeah, you need... Place? Right, that's what it sounds like. Whatever. I don't know how it works. The whatever. walls are very wide. That they're able it's to right. people who live inside the wall itself. Right. Yeah, anyway, the bottom line is, it says, Kibesa Bakira Choma. And that's a question of how to understand it. Reb Shimon says, that's what it's saying, that you're within the wall. And Rabbi Yehuda says, no, you're in the wall. You're not in the city that's walled. Difference. Okay. Anyway, it brings us okay. to the next Mishnah. The Mishnah says that if, the, if you have a city where there is no walls, but it's just a row, how, a row houses, right? Where the houses, the, the form the houses form a wall, that's not called a walled city. Um, also, if it uh, if the wall is not there from the time of Yishuv Binun, it's not a walled city uh, in, for this law. Mm-hmm. And there's also a minimum size of a walled city to be qualified, and that is where it has three courtyards with two houses at least in each of the courtyards. 
that's and it's surrounded by a wall from the time of Yishuv Benon, even though that's quite a small village. Okay, mm-hmm. are we talking about a grand total of six homes in this village? Very small. Okay, well. You don't know. I mean, it could be this, you know, a lot large families in each home. That might be true. But the bottom line is, it is a pretty small village, and that's a walled place, and that qualifies. And it gives examples of Katsra and uh, Chakra of Kushcholov and Yudfis. Anyway, a bunch of names mentioned in the Mishnah, including Yerushalayim, which is important mm. to discuss. Now, first things first in the Gemara is when it says Choma, that means not Shor Igar, not the row houses. Number one. And mm-hmm. it says Saviv, surrounding, that excludes Tiberia, which, uh, which, is only, which has the lake on one side. It's opened up to the water, and there is no wall on that. That does not qualify for this din. I don't know if you remember, it was a big discussion with, in Sechas Megillah whether that whether that's, uh, counts as a wall or doesn't for Megillah purposes. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be that it's the same criteria. This Patiar Chomadin is not necessarily the same thing. It may be a different yeah. system. Okay, anyway. And uh, then we saw Rebelez, Rebiosi says, when it says Asher Lo Choma, it's written very funny. It's written with a Vav and with an Aleph. So which one is it? Is it that it has a wall or that it doesn't have a wall? The answer is both. It has to have a wall or have had a wall. If it was walled from the time of Shubanun, even if currently the wall is not there anymore, that's called qualified as a walled city from the time of Shubanun. Next, we talked about a brisa that mentions number of cities: Gamla, Gidud, and Chadid, and Una, and Yerushalayim. Now, those are the named cities. Now, what is it, what is the purpose of naming these particular cities? So the Gemara explains. Abaye says that what's going on here is what we don't mean to limit it to just these cities. We're saying that all the cities that have been walled all the way up until Gamla in the north. It says, I guess, the northernmost walled city, or Gidud in the east on the other side of the Jordan, is also a walled city from the time of Yerushalayim. And then there's Chadid and Ono in Yerushalayim, um, in Yehuda in the south, and those are the basic, um, that's why it's them. It's sort of giving, you know, the span of the area of walled cities. That's how Abai understands it. Rava says, no, the, what the goal is, is that the, the purpose here is to tell you that uh, when we're naming Gamla in the Galil, that's to counter the other Gamla, because there's Gamla too. Gamla that's not in the Galil, that doesn't have that stat, that do, that's not a walled city. So in order to distinguish which ones, the, you know, Gamla in the Galil is the one that is walled from the time of Shubanun, not the Gamla that's on, you know, on somewhere else. Gamla and the Gamla is the city in, in the Golan, isn't it? Gamla? Yeah, Gamla. That's the only that's one that's the same one. That's the only I don't know. We, we, you have to realize we named we, uh, Golan and Galil is like uh, is all up in the Golan north. That could be could so be all the same. Where's the current day Gamla located? Is that in the north? I don't know. I have a, yeah, I have a map that? over you there. You know, uh, I'm looking right now. <laughs> no, Gamla is in the Galil. That's for sure. Oh, it's over you know, there. Yeah. So look at the map. I'm looking for another yeah. Gamla. Maybe it shows over here. Good wines from Gamla. You don't see it. Yeah, I see, so the, see the map by the door. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah by the door. Right. So if you want to take a look, right. you can yeah, feel free. Out, yeah. Lay on the way. On the way. Pick fruit. What? All right. Anyway, so um, uh, anyway, that's uh, that's what it's to distinguish it from the other Gamla. There's Gamla in the north, Gamla in the Galil. Then there's also Gedud in the Ebrei Yarden as opposed to the other Gedud. 
the other cities that it doesn't name the place is because they don't have other cities that there's, it's not the contrast yeah. to another city because there are no other cities no with doubles. that name. No so there's no right, there's no doubles. So the Gemara says, wait a second, what about Jerusalem? Is Jerusalem really one of these cities? Uh, it's a walled city from Tamil Shubinan, although it is, but it doesn't have a status like that. And that's what the, the Bryce says that there are ten qualities that mentioned regarding Jerusalem. One of them is is that it's not. Nechlat uh, as a Bateri and the reason why is because it was never divided out amongst the Shvatim, and therefore no Shevet is really, you know, nobody really owns it. It's like a universal land of all the, you know, it's yeah. not a non tribal basis. It's international city. So where is that? Intertribal city. Where is that criteria mentioned? I mean, we were talking about if it's a walled city in the time of Yeshua. It's no, but no, but it, it, here's is, the point: is that is that who's the who's the owner who sold it? That oh, now makes ta- it because we're talking about houses in in, the, in Jerusalem. In, if Jerusalem was never divided out amongst the Shvatim, so then there's no there's no first guy. <laughs> you understand? So okay, so so when, basically when anybody who's living there, there is just a squatter. It must be divided because you that was a machlo, That's the machlok. That's one yeah. opinion. That's okay. according to the opinion that it was divided. Okay. That it was binyam binyuda. Right. right. That's we one opinion. That. That's, that's, that's what I said. It's two opinions. That's the other opinion. That's the other opinion. This is this opinion. Okay. So this. So it's excluded from this whole discussion. Right. That's the opposing opinion. This Bryce is saying that it wasn't like that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so by the way, the other yes for Gamla, Gamla. There's a Gamla twenty two kilometers north of Yerushalayim. Okay. It's another Gamla. Okay. It's more the other Gamla we're discussing is way up the north, on the tip of Israel. Uh, okay. Okay. Anyway, so that brings us to. Um, okay, so the Gemara says you're right. When we mentioned Yerushalayim, we totally didn't mean Yerushalayim as being. Um, one where this din will apply, but once we're mentioning walled cities for the time Yishuv Benun, we can't not mention that Yishuv because it was walled from the time Yishuv Benun. That's all, but not for this halacha. Actually, um, there's another answer. Is Rav Yosef's answer is just like we? I mean, not Rav Yosef. The Rav Ashi's answer is that don't just like we find Rav Yosef says that there two when there was a contradiction, there were two places named Kedesh. So there's two places named Yerushalayim. There's Old Jerusalem, New Jerusalem. Bottom line is, and one of them was given out amongst the Shvatim, and that was walled maybe from the, whatever. The point being is that could be this halacha does apply, and uh, for one of the Yerushalayim, not for the other. Okay. Next thing we talked about is, why did the Chacham Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi, says in the Bryce, why we come count only these? Is that where we got up to? Keep going, just a little bit more. A little bit more, right. And the answer is, is because when B'nai Gola came up, they found these cities, and they sanctified these cities. But the earlier... Um, the earlier ones, it was negated. Once the Kedusha Sarits were negated, all the old cities before Ezra, they lost their status. And that's because Kedusha Rishayin Kitchel Lashayit, Kedusha Rishon Kitchel Lashayit, Abel Kitchel Lavo, it was limited to only that time. And uh, did I get to the contradiction? The Lamini. No, no I'm up to there. Um, that's right. 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 One second. Let me put the.